All right, so this one's going to be a little bit different, y'all. This one is going to be different. Uh, it was going to be a review of The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas, the novel. Uh, and then I was going to read the movie and review that as well. Excuse me. Um, but I'm going to be real. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to keep it 100 the same way I have on every episode so far. I uh, haven't been able to finish that book this week. I've got four or five chapters left. And it's art imitating life. I mean, it's not, it's a it's a fictional story, but it's about a uh, little a sixteen year old black girl that experiences death firsthand um, in the form of violence. Her best friend, when she was a little girl, gets killed in a random drive by, and then she watches her best friend at sixteen get killed at the hands of police. And I mean, it's, it's, it's really hitting home right now. Like I should have been done with this book a while ago, but I keep putting it down, uh, because of all the stuff happening in the world. And this week it just made it that much harder between the, uh, shit popping off with Ahmaud Arbery and, um, now Minneapolis and, uh, Central Park, New York. I just can't deal. Uh, <laughs> Real talk, it, it, it's it's definitely harder and harder to wake up every few days and see something else happening negative to somebody that looks like me, my brother, my father, my mother, my stepfather, my stepmother, my other siblings, and my daughter. And it's all shit that's not in our control. And to be blunt, it's fucking frustrating. I've been thinking about this all for the last couple of days, but today I've really been thinking about it. I was going to record uh, earlier this morning and I couldn't, I really, I didn't know, I didn't have the words. I didn't know what to say. And I still don't. It's, it's cliche. It's incredibly redundant and it's incredibly backwards to say the same shit that we've been saying for the last few decades that I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Being black, African-American, Negro, whatever you want to call me in 2020 in this country should not be this fucking taxing. It shouldn't be this hard. I shouldn't have to want to give my daughter the, the black family talk at eight years old, but it's coming. I'm going to have to. I shouldn't want to have to do that, but I'm going to have to because the world we're in isn't making it any easier we're in the middle of a damn pandemic people are dying of a virus and my people black people are still being hunted needlessly disproportionately killed by the system that is in place to protect us when we live in a world where you can be in the park bird watching and you ask a woman to put her dog on her leash like she's supposed to. And her threat is to call the police and tell them that there is an African-American male threatening them. When we live in a country where that happens. And don't get it twisted. The only reason there's uproar from people outside, the majority of the people outside of the black community, is because she choked a damn dog. Not because she threatened the black dude. I know a lot of y'all 
did find the rage and the fact that she threatened that black man and potentially could have ended his life. But I know the majority of the rage from that situation is coming because she choked the dog. And mind you, I'm against animal abuse. It's fucking terrible. But that's where we are. That's where we are because that's what people are talking about. Oh, that poor dog. I keep seeing comments. I can't watch because of the dog. Really? The dog is what made you not be able to watch? The dog is what made you not be able to watch. Not, not the, uh, the fact that she tried to kill that guy. Not that. Not that. The fact that the dog, the dog was being choked. That's what got y'all pissed off. Okay. I mean, I get it. I get it. But no, no, I don't know. Who, who the hell am I kidding? No, I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. I still get people telling me that, no, man, you're not the only one. I, somebody crawled in my brother's inbox and told him that he doesn't get to essentially say that the world is out to get him because of being part of the LGBT community or being black. Being black certainly doesn't make him a target. Fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. And before you ask, yes, the guy was white. He was in my brother's inbox randomly. And that was before uh, we knew about George Floyd. That was before we knew about Central Park. My brother hadn't posted anything about that. And he tells him lately, I've been seeing your post and they've all been about da 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 da. Nah, dude, get the fuck out of here with that. I'm going to be real. The title of this episode is going to be some of y'all ain't going to like this because some of y'all ain't. But I, I just need to be real about this. Need to. When there are still people that tell us to get over it because slavery was in the past. Slavery was four and a half generations ago in my family. That ain't that long. If my grandmother were alive right now, she'd be over 105 years old. My father is 76. So tell me to get over it. Well, on the same note, preaching never forget in September. And you know, when we're having the conversation with people, it's like when the first thing brought up after you hear about George Floyd and Minneapolis is what did he do? Does it fucking matter what he did? Short of him shooting somebody in the face, does it matter what he did? And y'all want to know what he did? Because they ain't really talking about that. Y'all want to know what he did? The owner of the store that he was at accused him of writing bad checks. Do I know whether or not he was? Nah, I don't. Do I care? I absolutely do not give a shit if this man was writing bad checks. Because he lost his life because of a power-hungry motherfucker with, with a gun. And was the gun used? Nah, nah, it wasn't. Officer, please get off of me. I can't breathe. He wasn't saying, he wasn't resisting arrest. He had a knee on his throat from behind. Would you do that to somebody when you intend to kill them? That's when you do that. You don't do that to restrain somebody 
because you never know what's going on with somebody. You never know what's going to happen with somebody's life. You don't know what kind of injuries that man sustained. You don't know if he was just recently in a car accident and just got his neck brace off. You can put your knee in the back of somebody's damn neck to hold them in place unless you are trying to kill them. I don't give a shit what anybody has to say otherwise about that, but that is the God's honest truth. You do that because you're trying to kill a motherfucker. It's it's sad, man. Like, really. Every time I wake up, something else. Every time I wake up, something else. I have to explain to my daughter why I'm so upset. What's bothering daddy? She's eight years old, y'all. Eight. What kind of world are we living these kids? What kind of example are we setting? This is the same fight that my mother and my father fought, my stepmother and my stepfather. The same fight that my grandparents fought, the same fight that my great-grandparents fought, and so on and so on and so on. When do we get to stop fighting because we don't look like you? When? That's all I want to know is when do we get to stop? When do we get a break? When can I wear my mask to protect myself from the damn virus in public without worrying about somebody thinking I'm trying to rob them? When can I walk outside in a hoodie? When can I take my trash out? Take my trash out without leaving my wallet in my pocket to make sure if somebody pulls up on me, rolls up on me, I have proper identification because I live in a little bit of a valley and it's about a 100, 200 feet walk away from my door to the driveway to take the trash out. When can I do that? When I lived in the harbor, my brother walked to Circle K and got followed back to my house by the police because there were reports of break-ins, which is funny. Because months earlier, when we reported break-ins because our roommate's Jeep got broken into, nobody did shit about it. But the black dude walking in the harbor with a polar pop in his hand, sitting on the porch with the light on, that suspect. Sitting on the porch with the door open, with the light on, by himself. With me standing in the living room door. Excuse me, talking to him. That suspect... A lot of people think we make this shit up. A lot of people think we are embellishing. We got pulled over last summer because Jeannie was speeding. Just a little bit. And I freaked the hell out. I never do. I freaked the hell out. I immediately pulled out my cell phone and I sent a text blast to everybody I knew, letting them know, hey, just got pulled over for speeding. Just letting y'all know what's going down. As of right now, I'm safe. But we have to do that now. Because I never know when I'm going to get that trigger-happy cop that wants to take me out of this world for living my life. And it ain't all just cops. I mean, look at Ahmaud Arbery. I wasn't, poli uh, the police are involved 
obviously, because it took so long to get the damn tape out and for charges to be pressed. But that wasn't police. That was random upstanding citizens performing a citizen's arrest. My ass. You ain't like what you saw in your neighborhood. It was different. You were worried. Central Park. When you can issue a threat because you know the cops will show up and kill somebody because they're black. All because you're breaking a damn rule. Minneapolis or Minnesota. Even the dude was passing off bad checks, he didn't deserve to die. Tamir Rice, Cleveland. Less than two seconds. Playing with a BB gun. You know that thing that most people older than me did when they were kids? Outside on a regular basis. Oh, it ain't okay now, especially not in a black neighborhood. Or especially not a black boy in a white neighborhood. That's, that's the problem. That's the issue. That's what we're supposed to have a problem with. Because he looks different. Trayvon Martin. Hoodie, can of tea, bag of Skittles. After the cops told Zimmerman to leave him alone, he still followed him and killed that boy. And now for some odd reason, this motherfucker keeps messing with people. And they keep letting it happen. Nothing is being done about it. That's okay. Meanwhile, people that look like me are being killed and accosted every day just because we are black. And that is it. But in Michigan, if did y'all know this? In Michigan, if you go to the state building with guns because you want a haircut or you want to eat at Applebee's or you want to go to the bar and you yell in cops' faces, not shit is done. Nothing. But if you riot because an innocent black man was killed... Barbara bullets and tear gas. That's what they do. So Dana, I know if you listen to this one, I promise I'm going to finish this book and I am going to review it. I'm going to watch the movie and I'm going to review it. I, I can't say I'm enjoying the book. I'm relating to the book. I'm living the book. It's definitely a book I recommend to everyone. It's, de it's definitely something that you need to read with your families. But, uh... I just can't right now. I can't do it. It's too hard. Because all I think of when I see any of these people is that could be me next. That could be my brother next. That could be my friends next. That could be my mother, my father next. That could be my daughter next. And I will be damned if that's going to happen to my little girl because somebody doesn't like the way she looks. I'll be damned if somebody gets to take me from her because they don't want, like the way I look. 
And, you know, like, it ain't even just... My boy Q posted about it earlier. It ain't even just, like, the in-your-face racism. The worst part is that passive shit. Trying to relate to me because you see me in public and you don't talk like this normally, but trying to speak um, hood or urban and saying, hey, brother, no, don't do that shit. Talk to me like you talk to anybody else. Y'all don't understand, man. Like, we, we, we get this shit enough as it is. So don't try to relate to me by talking with urban slang. Just talk to me the way you would talk to anyone. Especially if I'm at work, man. And yes, I can tell the difference when somebody always says brother or homie or uh, what up, dog, on a regular basis than when they say it when they happen to see a black person around. It's obvious. How do we continue living like this? To quote the play Hamilton, who lives, who dies, who tells your story. And that's real talk. Like, what legacy are you leaving behind you right now? that your children will be able to tell, that your children will be proud to tell. Are you one of those people that says, hey, we need to do something about this. We need to step up. This injustice needs to stop against everyone. Or are you one of those people that immediately, yeah, well, what was he doing? What was he wearing? That's actually, you know what? That's real talk. The same people that ask what a black person was doing, ask what a woman was wearing when she says she was raped. Why was she by herself when she was raped? It doesn't matter. And it's really funny to me that uh, the All Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter crowd are quiet as hell when there are white protesters with guns yelling at police or threatening police or showing up in the neighborhood of the uh, health director in Ohio with guns because they don't like staying at home or having to wear a mask in public. Yet they're wearing masks to the protest. So explain that to me. All Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter are awfully fucking quiet about that. But the second I say my life matters as a black man, you spit that shit at me. All lives matter. No, 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 no. See, here's the thing. Nobody ever said they didn't. Not a single person said all lives didn't matter. What we're saying is right now, we need you to understand that because I'm black doesn't mean I don't matter. That's what y'all don't seem to get. Y'all really don't understand that. Because my daughter's half black, she matters. My brother's black, he matters. My father's black, he matters. My mother's black, she matters. And Michael Chase said it best in his stand up. Can we just say black lives exist? Oh, wait. 
can't talk about that either because then we're making it racial right we're the ones making it racial that's what happens all the time it's always black people playing the race card right even though you see the shit recorded in broad daylight right in front of you that we can't barbecue we can't jog we can't walk in the park we can't play on playgrounds without having the cops called on us and having our lives threatened we can't drive we can't comply for everybody that says comply maybe they should have complied everybody that says that Philando Castile he was complying he informed the officers that he had a concealed carry he was doing exactly what the officers told him to do the officers still shot him anyway oh you know what else we can't do we can't sit in our own goddamn apartment in our pajamas eating ice cream on our couch Oh, y'all forgot about that, right? Because we ain't talking about it right now. Amber Geiger in Texas. Police officer walked into someone's house that she, quote, assumed was her own house and shot and killed him. Right, right. (laughs) But we're playing the race card. Black men and women are killed at a disproportionate rate in this country by police and before you spit at me and tell me black on black crime I need y'all to start spitting facts about white on white crime while you're at it oh wait you you don't hear that term why gee I wonder why that is could it be because when we talk about crime that's not in the black community we don't call it anything other than crime Black on black crime doesn't exist. Crime exists. Crime in general exists. If you're all in the same area with someone, that's who you're going to commit crimes against. If you're in a suburban area and it's all white people, white people are going to commit crimes against white people, but we don't call it white on white crime. Put two and two together, folks. not that difficult like I said some of y'all get it some people understand some of y'all really understand and I appreciate about everybody that's reached out to me and my friends and my family in times like this when stuff like this pops off we appreciate y'all but then there's also some people that have what we call the white savior complex And that is, every time you see something happen wrong with somebody urban or ethnic or a POC, you have to try to fix it for them. We don't need that. We appreciate your help if you're being sincere. But what we don't need is for you to come in and try to be a superhero for us. I don't need somebody fighting my battles for me. Most of us don't need people fighting our battles for us. What we want is an understanding ear and an understanding heart. We want you to listen. We want you to stop making excuses for this behavior. We want you to realize that 70-year-old uncle dad saying nigger isn't all right because he's 70. He shouldn't be saying it either. We want you to understand that just because rappers say it, how come I can't say it? Well, you can't. 
period. Why do you want to? It's not really a difficult concept. It's really not. But on that same note, though, it's like y'all want to fight and argue, especially white women right now want to fight and argue because Karen's a racial slur. No, it's not. No, it's not. I really don't mess around and call people Karens and all that stuff. Like, I see the memes. I think some of them are funny. But to try to equate it to a racial epitaph, get the fuck out of here. Until you literally go through the same thing that we go through on a regular basis. Walking into a store getting funny looks. Y'all know that Oprah Winfrey has walked into stores and been fought. Oprah Winfrey. Because she's black and somebody didn't know who she was. Girl that played Precious, same thing happened to her. Because she's black and somebody didn't know who she was. So don't give me the, oh, well, they live that life shit. Because nah, nah. Not everybody does. Not everybody does. My mother would have died before letting me or my brother be in any kind of gang activity or any shit like that. My brother was pulled over in Parma while sitting in his car, parked, checking his GPS because he got lost. He was pulled over. Y'all know why? Because he was black in the wrong neighborhood. It's not a lie. It's the truth. Jeannie was pulled over 500% more after we started dating, and that is also the truth for having me in the car. For no reason. Not speeding. The one night we were sitting out in front of my mother's house, and a cop pulled up in front of me. We literally just got done with our date. She was dropping me off at home. I'm getting out of the car, and the cops pull up behind us. Dude had a ride along in the passenger seat, just showing off. Because in that same house, when we called the police for help, nobody showed up. But you can pull up on me now when I'm sitting here talking to my girl. Okay. All right. But we make this shit up, y'all. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. When I was working undercover security for Kmart, Jeannie and I went out of town. We went to Target. And I got followed around Target. Mind you, I was undercover security at another company. I got followed around Target. Now, I noted there were three teenage white boys in electronics filling their pockets with CDs and DVDs, but they followed me instead. So do you think I turned them in? No, not my problem. Y'all followed the wrong dude. I watched them open the packages and put stuff in their pants. Didn't say a word. Not my problem. You shouldn't have been following me. I watched security follow me. Dude was waiting for me at the checkout, waiting for me to beep on my way out of the door. Too bad. Didn't happen. But we make this shit up. I'm... Tired. I'm 
exhausted, I'm sad, I'm angry, and I cannot keep doing this. Something needs to change. It does. Something needs to change. And, you know, I, I, I keep seeing, like, people saying, hey, so when you go to these protests and all that, you know, show up armed. We can't do that as black people. Y'all don't understand. The Excuse me. The response to black people doing things that white people get away with is very, very different. Very different. The same dude that crawled in my brother's inbox telling him uh, that he wasn't a target because he was black uh, told him that if he wanted to see hatred to join Black Lives Matter and the Black Panthers and then he'll find the hatred he's looking for. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's how it works. Black Lives Matter isn't a hate group. Black Lives Matter exists because we have to keep reminding y'all that we do. Like I said, some of y'all ain't gonna like this. And for those that don't, you can move on, that's fine. I have to worry about my family. I can't not worry about my family anymore. Y'all protesting over haircuts and opening the state back up, not because you want to go to work, but because you want everybody else to go back to work you, so you can sit down in Burger King and eat a goddamn Whopper. But you won't fight police brutality. You won't believe when people shouldn't be killed. Or the first thing you ask is, well, he was a drug dealer. Or was he a drug dealer? Shooting on Lake Road. About over by where my mom lives. Kid called the cops himself for somebody breaking into his house. Had the person held at gunpoint, which you're allowed to do in Ohio because he broke into his house. The cops shot him. Because he was black with a gun. So tell me again how black people are supposed to show up armed to protest. <laughs> they just, they'd bomb us. They wouldn't even bother calling the police out. National Guard, Air Force, something. They would take us out in a heartbeat. This is all tough to hear. I get it. It's tough to talk about. It's tough to live. Imagine this. If you can't listen to this, Without getting upset, imagine going through everything that I go through on a daily basis. We get looked at funny while shopping. We get looked at funny while walking. I got pulled over while walking and told that two white boys were reported to have been vandalizing houses. And I'm like, well, what does that have to do with me? Was two white boys. Why'd you pull me over? What's that got to do with anything? What, the, what do I look like a white boy? 
But again, y'all, we make this stuff up. That's what we do. It's for attention, obviously. Because I like hurting. I like sitting around upset. I like stewing all day, wondering if I can take my daughter to the park without getting the cops called on me. If I can walk with my white fiance without getting the cops called on me. Some of y'all just don't get it. I hope this helps some of you to understand a little bit. Because you really need to. I don't know what else to say about it. I just know that I can't keep waking up to more people that look like me being dead. Being hurt for no damn reason. Being attacked just for existing. My daughter deserves better. She deserves a world where she ain't got to worry about people judging her because of the way she looks. Or who she loves. But to be blunt, we failed. All of us did. Our generation, the generation before us, and the generation before that. All this fighting for nothing. Because the shit keeps happening. Maybe in a few days I'll be able to record something geeky and jovial and uplifting and fun again, but I don't know. I need I need some time. I just know that the George Floyds of the world, the Ahmaud Aubrey's of the world, the Sandra Bland's, the Tamir Rice's, the Trayvon Martin's, the Eric Garner's, they all deserve better. The Mike Browns, they all deserved better. None of them deserved to die the way they did. None of them. Can people change? Absolutely. People can change. People can be different. People can grow. People can learn from their mistakes. They gotta want to. Too many people don't want to. So for those of you from the outside looking in, seeing me as the angry black dude, it's always angry. It's always talking about this shit. That's always bringing it up. That's always mad about it. Remember, I'm angry for a reason. You just choose not to see that reason. That's what it is. I'm done for the night. I'll be back soon, y'all.